TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's 930 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazeroski. Outside cloudy skies. We have 36 degrees this morning in Buffalo. 19-year-old Peyton Gendron pled guilty Monday to 15 state charges, including murder and committing an act of domestic terrorism motivated by hate for carrying out the mass shooting at the tops on Jefferson Avenue that killed 10 people. The plea means at least life in prison, the death penalty still a possibility from the federal government. Stephanie Ramos here with more. The state's indictment against Peyton Gendron includes first-degree murder, attempted murder, and domestic terrorism motivated by hate, which carries a mandatory life sentence. In the courtroom, Gendron replying yes and guilty as the judge named each victim and charge. The then 18-year-old was armed with an illegally modified semi-automatic rifle back in May when he drove more than three hours from his home to target the predominantly black neighborhood. For the families of victims yesterday, another moment they had to relive the tragedy. After Monday's guilty plea, some of the victims' families of the mass shooting got a chance to voice their thoughts on what they saw and heard from the shooter who carried out his racially motivated attack. I go to these court hearings and things because I just need to be in the space of the person who tried to kill my son. But as he was talking, the sound of his voice kind of annoyed me internally because it was a very nonchalant voice. Although the questions they were asking him were yes or no or guilty or whatever, the way he said it was very nonchalant. And to me, it's because he's been treated that way. That was Zanetta Everhart, mother of Zaire Goodman, who survived the attack on May 14th. As for what could be taken from Monday's guilty plea and the actions of what transpired over the last six months, Pam Young, daughter of victim Pearl Young, feels the nation really needs to take the time to think about what happened, why the racially motivated attack happened, and the other injustices happening to the black community. Let's think about why he was taken into custody when others can have their hands up and they're not taken into custody. They end up on the ground with bullets in them. Mm. My mother had bullets in her. I did not know the full extent until I came here today. And I had been saying to myself, Pam, maybe somehow she was taken immediately, but that's not what I heard today. What I heard was that she was shot a couple times before the fatal shot. How does that make me feel? Now, I've got to go back and relive six months of what I thought, and now it's changed. And he gets to come in looking like a little teenage boy. No. We got to park here, America. More reactions from the victims' families following Monday's guilty plea is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. In their first statement, since the mass shooting at Tops, the parents of the shooter issued a statement Monday through their attorney. It reads, 
We remain shocked and shattered to learn that our son was responsible for the hideous attack at the top store. With today's plea of guilty, he will be held accountable for his actions. Our hearts are broken over the devastation he caused to the innocent victims he killed and wounded, their families, and the African-American community in Buffalo and beyond. We are thankful to the law enforcement professionals who investigated the case and will continue to provide any assistance we can. We pray for healing for everyone affected. It was signed by Paul and Pamela Gendron. We'll have more on this throughout the morning here on WBEN. WBEN Newstime, now 5.05. Congress expected to stop a looming national railroad strike. Ike Ajachi reporting from Washington. A shutdown could cripple supply chains, cost the economy an estimated $2 billion per day, and place a massive strain on the trucking industry. The American Trucking Association's now calling on lawmakers to act, and more than 400 business groups signed a letter to Congress saying, we call on you to take immediate steps to prevent a national rail strike and the certain economic destruction that would follow. President Biden says while he's quote-unquote pro-labor, the economic impact of a shutdown would hurt millions of other working people and families. Local charitable organizations hoping that if yesterday was your time to shop, today will be your time to give. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. In a time of economic challenges, giving on Giving Tuesday could be a challenge for many, says Catholic Charities' Claire Moran. In the environment of today, right, there's high interest rate, inflation, um, Donors can easily become clients, right? Um, And that's why this year we have um, really highlighted one specific uh, programming area this year to support, um, which is our Emergency Financial Assistance Program, which is offered in all eight counties. Michael Wiener of the United Way says another factor comes into play. What kind of charitable tax uh, benefits does the consumer get for the purposes of making a charitable gift? That's always a factor, and they're not as... Uh, rich as, as and rewarding to the donor as they once were. As Tregulius of EG Tax says, many give for the sake of giving, but if you are looking for tax benefits... If you're an itemizer and you're able to itemize, then uh, your your contributions up to uh, 50% of your income is deductible and the rest is carried forward. Hear more from Gullius if you're not an itemizer online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. If you're not an itemizer, just uh, know that you're a good person for donating. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, what uh, it's supposed to be about anyways, I think. Uh, Tom, thank you. But uh, Giving Tuesday, if you're not tapped out from yesterday. I was so overwhelmed yesterday, all the, you know, sales and deals and everything like that. I was, you know, looking, looking, looking. All right, there's got to be uh, something else I can buy for my son that's on deal today. And I've got like a million things. I put stuff in the cart, taking right. it out of the cart. I did a little of that too. I ended up getting nothing. <laughs> that's, that's how it, no, what how you it do now works. is you look, now you decide, did I really want it? And then go back today and if for some reason it's still at that sale price, then you get it. Then you get it. All right, I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to that today. <laughs> All right. In other news this morning, the Biden administration says the U.S. is closely watching the nationwide protests in China, but White House officials also refuse to criticize the harsh zero COVID lockdowns that seem to have sparked the protests. Acts of defiance not seen in a generation. Massive protests spreading across China, the largest since Tiananmen Square. Thousands of people risking their own safety, 
marching in the streets of Shanghai and the capital, Beijing, outraged over President Xi's extreme zero COVID lockdowns, some calling for his resignation. That's Martha Raddatz reporting. Well, a new study finding more pregnant women smoking pot in areas where it's legal. The cross-sectional study used CDC data to evaluate close to 2,000 women, pregnant women who lived in states that legalized cannabis were five times more likely to self-report that they used cannabis compared to women who lived in states where it's illegal. 70% said they used it more than once a week, and half of them used it solely for recreation. While some women use cannabis for nausea and vomiting during pregnancy, there is no accepted therapeutic use or safe dose for pregnant women. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. And a must-win World Cup match for Team USA today. Even a tie with Iran will result in the U.S. being eliminated. Rihanna Nally reports on the tense news conference in Qatar ahead of the match. A reporter for Iranian State TV turned to Tyler Adams, the captain of Team USA, and corrected Adams on how to say Iran. Our country is named Iran not Iran. The Iranian reporter then asked Adams about the discrimination against black people in the U.S. You know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Back in Iran, anti-government protests have been spreading for weeks. Wow. Iran, not Iran. I, it was uh, one of just a number of uh, kind of unbelievable moments. Uh, you expected it to get there eventually when yeah. these two countries were you know, set to face each other. Eight months ago, the schedule was made. It took until... A couple of days before for things to really ratchet up, but yeah. uh, Tyler Adams, you heard right there. I doing mean, this an is unbelievable bringing, job. It's bringing the world together, right? The I, world Cup. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, it's the first time in my life I've ever heard a, a, any sports coach be asked about you know the placement yeah. of warships, uh, visa policy. Everything else like that, it was uh, crazy. It was something wild yesterday. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, partly to mostly cloudy skies today with temperatures in the mid to upper 40s. Tonight, winds on the increase, rain arrives toward morning with overnight lows in the low 40s. On Wednesday, we'll have rain in the morning with temperatures near 50 degrees. Temperatures drop, that rain will change over to snow in the afternoon. Winds will gust near 50 miles per hour on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 and weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn is with us live this morning on the top shooter after a heavy emotional day for the community yesterday. Uh, John, first, why the decision not to allow cameras in court yesterday so that the public could hear the guilty pleas over and over again by the defendant? And many family members said they were taken aback by his cleaned up appearance, but the public didn't get a chance to see that. Yeah, well, the the judge uh, uh, just didn't allow cameras in the courtroom, Susan. Uh, you know, we had uh, asked for it. The defense attorneys uh, objected to it. They, the defense attorneys, did not want cameras in the courtroom. Uh, like I said, we strenuously argued for cameras in a courtroom, but uh, the judge ruled on the defense side and uh, did not allow our cameras in. Uh, you know, the, the, the fact that, um, you know, the fact that, you know, he got cleaned up by his defense lawyers is quite frankly a common practice that defense lawyers do with their clients. You know, they 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 clean them up. They they bring them into court to look presentable. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a tactic um, by, by, by the defense team that, that they do in pretty much every case. Um, 
But listen here, again, I know the public did not see him, um, but, you know, the reports that are out there about, you know, how he looked like a, you know, like, like a little boy and all sympathetic, uh, please don't have any sympathy for him at all, okay? He is a little monster um, who deserves to be in jail for the rest of his life, and that's where he'll be. I, I don't think uh, many people are, are feeling sympathetic at all, John, especially with the way that you detailed what happened in the courtroom yesterday. Uh, can you walk us through both your process and maybe any discussions you had with family members of victims as to why it was important for you to go through 10 separate murder charges? Well, the fact that there were no cameras in the courtroom, uh, you know, obviously I was disappointed in that. You know, uh, I, I believed that the public and the community uh, needed to see justice being done here. Uh, and the fact that, you know, there were no cameras in a courtroom, you know, I, I felt that I had uh, an obligation, quite frankly, to the community, uh, to, you know, the world, uh, to, to let everyone know what this racist murderer did. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I met with uh, you know, a number of the family members came up, you know, to my office before the guilty plea here and sat in my library. And, you know, I told them uh, that, uh, you know, that there were no, be no cameras in the courtroom, that the judge had ruled that and that uh, and that I was going to, uh, you know, go through what the proof would have been at trial. So uh, so the community could could, could hear that. Uh, and, you know, th there were no no objections at all. Um, you know, I, I told them, hey, this is going to be painful to hear. Uh, but, you know, they, they were prepared for that. And uh, I, you know, I, I hope that they appreciated and I hope the community appreciates, uh, you know, just knowing what happened here and knowing the awful crime that this individual did. And again, I, I think it's part of the healing process where we can now put this behind us. Justice is being done, and you know, as we go into the holiday season now, which will be the first holidays that these family members are not going to have with their loved ones, that this can be, you know, part of, you know, the process for our community. We heard you say yesterday, John, that you were concerned about a change of venue if this were to go to trial to possibly Cattaraugus or Allegheny counties, and and you laid out a mountain of proof in this case. Do you think that? If this went to trial in an outlying county, that it wouldn't result in a guilty verdict. Oh no, not at all. And again, I, again, I, I, I just use those two counties as an example. I don't want people in those counties to get mad at me. Um, you know, it could have. I mean, I, I mean, any of the outlining eight counties. Um, you know, uh, you know, you know, if 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 this case was going to go to trial and, and if the defense made a motion for a change of venue, uh, and again, the reason for I mean, again, the, the, the to get a change of venue is difficult. All right, but you know, the, the reason for a change of, of venue would be the just the enormous amount of publicity that this case got here in the local community. Now, again, I would make the argument that, listen here, this case got publicity all across the country. I mean, it, it, it got equal publicity in Erie County versus, versus, you know, Genesee County, all right? So, again, I, I would have fought that, obviously. But, you know, 
in, in the in the days that followed this happening, and you know, on May fifteenth, May sixteenth, there was you know obviously a lot of outrage, a lot of um, you know a, a, a lot of uh, uh, comments made to the media about how you know he was guilty, he's a murderer, he's a racist, and you know I, I was concerned that that was going to taint a potential jury pool. So you know I, I felt it important at that time to do what I could to make sure that we kept this in Erie County and we had a fair trial, um, and so. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I made a couple of statements about, hey, you know, I, I get people's emotions here, but, you know, he, he, he's got to have a trial here. He's innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, I think that upset some people when I said that back then. But again, I, I wasn't doing it to, to help him out at all. Obviously, I, w- I was doing it just to just to make sure that we kept this jury here in Erie County and kept this trial here in Erie County um, and that the, the jurors would reflect the community and that the victims got jurors of their peers. Uh, so that, that was my main concern. But no, I, I had no concern, Susan, at all, that he wouldn't have gotten a fair trial in a different county or the result would have been any different at all. When you first became aware uh, that there was intent to enter a guilty plea, I, was it your understanding that that's what the families would have preferred instead of going through that trial? Well, again, I didn't have a choice, Brian, in that regard, because, you know, if if someone is willing, if, if any defendant in any case that I have is willing to come in and say, hey, I'm willing to plead guilty to the, to the, to, to the charges, okay, I don't have a choice at that point. I, I can't say, well, you know what? I don't want him to plead guilty to the charges. I'm going to make it go to trial. I, you know, I, I can't do that, obviously. I, that's not how it works. If, anyone, if someone wants to come in and just plead guilty to what the charges are, then it is what it is, and, and I had no say over that. So, um, But obviously, I don't think that anyone wanted to go through a long and protracted trial, okay? I mean, I don't think anyone wanted to have to live through that and sit through that. Um, and so, I, I obviously, I think that I'm, I'm very glad about the result here. John, is there any possibility of going after his parents or social media no. companies where he spread and planned his hate? For, from, a, from a civil level, yes. Um, uh, from a criminal level, no. Uh, you know, there, there you know, an, an exhaustive investigation was done, obviously, after this occurred. You know, we looked at, you know, his friends. We looked at any potential, you know, co-defendants. Did anyone know what he was doing? I mean, no, no one really knew what he was doing at all. I mean, he, like I said yesterday, he was actually going out to, like, state parklands and shooting and practicing shooting and, you know, making modifications to his gun uh, and then coming back to his home and, and, and working on on his weapon, all right, because it wasn't working right in the state park. Um, And he was doing this all by himself. So there was no one else that we have found. And again, we we looked through everything. There was no one else that we have found that knew what he was doing at all, um, had any role or any part of this whatsoever. So from a criminal standpoint, he is the only one who is criminally responsible for his outrageous actions. Now, with that said, Susan, obviously 
the families have civil attorneys, okay, and they have you know some of the best civil lawyers, uh, uh, you know, uh, in town, uh, and you know they are going to be looking at you know going after the gun manufacturers, after the social media companies. The parents, I'm not so sure about. Um, uh, you know, again, I mean that, that that's more of more of a difficult case that they had like no idea. Um, uh, they'd have to show that they had some kind of negligence on their part. Um, but you know, again, if, you know, hey, I was a civil lawyer before I became. A DA, I would try. I would try myself too. So, um, from a civil end, that that's definitely going to happen. We're speaking live with Erie County District Attorney John Flynn on WBEN Buffalo. Uh, John, the federal government has all the evidence that you do that you laid out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you expecting? You, you made mention yesterday of how quickly. Your team, uh, and not just your team, but uh, police, everybody who was involved in this investigation, were able to come to this result with how you know long these processes you know, sometimes can take over a year to play out in trial. How quickly do you think, with having the same evidence, the federal government can move and end things on that front? Well, again, that that all depends on the defendant. Um, so if the defendant... Uh, you know, chooses to do what he did on the state level, which is walk in and plead guilty, uh, then it could, you know, uh, resolve uh, sooner rather than later. Um, if the defendant does not choose to do that, uh, you know, and, and wants to, you know, uh, fight it in, in federal court, uh, you know, then it, then it's going to take some time, obviously. But that, you know, that 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 that's that's kind of up to them. You know, I'm 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 not involved in those discussions now. I'm I'm quite frankly kind of out of it. Um, but you know, the the key thing, Brian, here is going to be obviously the decision that the federal government makes um, about whether or not to. Uh, pursue the death penalty that that that's going to be the the ultimate deciding factor here on how long the federal matter gets resolved uh and that you know that 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 decision is going to come from washington dc that's not going to come from the local office here in buffalo so you know they they you know they they got to work through that and make that decision and then once that decision is made i think that that's going to dictate you know the um the uh the speed of, of this going forward on, on the federal end do you have a preference of, to whether he serves life in prison without parole, or would you like to see the feds pursue the death penalty? Well, again, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be disrespectful to my federal partners and and weigh in on that. I mean, if I if I gave you my personal answer right now, um, you know that that could be you know used uh, uh, to you know to show that I'm somehow trying to influence the federal government here. And again, I don't want to do that, Susan. You know, I um, I respect my federal partners. I don't want to step on their toes or or be disrespectful to them. So uh, I'll. You know, I'll, I'll let them make that decision. Um, for me, it was, I mean, I, I didn't have that decision to make, obviously. You know, for me, um, there is no death penalty in New York. Uh, you know, it was important to me that he got the highest possible punishment, which is life without parole, uh, which he got by pleading to the top charge, which, again, that top charge encompasses everything that the federal government is charging, too. That, that top charge is a state domestic terrorism charge motivated by hate. So it encompasses all the elements of what he did, the terrorism aspect, the racial aspect, and the murder aspect. All three of those elements are encompassed uh, in that one charge, which is the first time it's ever been charged in New York State, and he is the first defendant ever to serve um, a life sentence without parole under that 
specific charge in the history of the state. And, that, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, and, and that's what, what we did. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn. Uh, John, before we let you go, there was another high-profile uh, case, uh, pretrial hearing in that case of the stolen Kia uh, mm-hmm. that had a crash on the 33. What can you tell us about what happened um, yesterday? It got moved to um, to tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, first, yeah it, got, it got moved to tomorrow. Uh, the, the hearing will be uh, on the 30th. Um, uh, tomorrow, and then you know, like I said, the, the the judge will then let us know whether or not we have to make a motion to try to keep it in you know my court under my jurisdiction, or if the judge will just you know rule automatically that it qualifies the parameters uh, that are necessary uh, to keep it with me, and so we'll uh, we'll find that out tomorrow. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.